Listen, this week's tax tea is juicy. Tax tea of the week is um, a bookkeeper who stole over $800,000. I don't even know if a bookkeeper is the right word. Let me just say a woman who was doing bookkeeping who stole over 700000 actually eight hundred seven to $800,000 from her employers, okay? Um, just to recap this situation, Miss, um, I forget her name at this point. I think it's, uh, let's just call her Kimberly. So Kimberly is going to be getting nine years in prison, okay? Nine years in prison for this offense. And I'm going to break it down. And when I break it down, you'll understand why. But basically the story here is this individual um, I also want to preface by I want also want to preface by saying that she actually did this embezzlement and stole money at a prior company that doesn't even include these two companies that she stole money from. So I want to preface by saying that, and this happened in the 90s. It doesn't mention if she was convicted for that, but clearly not if she was still working. So this was in 1998 she did this. This case that where she's been convicted to nine years in prison came out in 2022. So I don't know, maybe she went to prison, she got out and she did it again. You see, this is why it's important for somebody to have a public reputation, because why would you hire a bookkeeper to do your bookkeeping? Probably didn't do any research. I'm sure if they looked up her name, they would have realized relatively quickly that she was convicted of embezzlement. But I digress. So the story here is there are in one circumstance and situation, she was hired by I think the name of the company is M5 um, and she was hired by the company. Um, to manage the company. The company had like five to six Denny's, uh, the stores, fast food chains, was managing those five, those Den those Denny's stores. And she was responsible for payroll. She was responsible for um, issuing payment to vendors. And so basically what she was doing is she initially, and this is why I'm like, this is so shady. She would come in, she worked for a couple of years. She didn't start the embezzlement immediately. She kind of gained their trust and became a loyal employee. Um, and then she was promoted up the ranks. And so while she was in the position, the leadership position, she would write checks to um, vendors, but she would create fake vendors. And basically what she was doing is she was paying that money to herself. And so she would create fake bills. She would create fake invoices. And then she would issue checks from the accounts to those fake clients or fake vendors, sorry, and then file with the corporate Denny's uh, office for reimbursements for these vendor payments. So basically, she would create the expenses and then turn around and file for corporate to reimburse the expenses. And that's actually how she got found out because she filed those expenses. And I think the Denny's corporate office did maybe some like investigations and found out that these vendors didn't exist. Um, and then she got laid off from that job. So they fired her for that. So they fired her for that. Then she go went to go work for another company. So I think like at this last company, she had stolen like maybe $300,000. And so at this next company, she went to the new company. I think it's like they gave company three was the name of the, com of the company because they didn't want to, you know, I think disclose their name. But basically company three, she went to work for them. She started out as a bookkeeper, bad idea. Um, and worked there, I think for like eight, maybe worked there for a year. And then she was promoted to general manager. So, you know what I mean? Like she was doing her thing, you know, developing trust. So she gets promoted to general manager and that's when the fraud starts again, or the, the embezzlement starts again. So same situation, creating fake vendors, writing checks to herself, 
Um, and so she's been finally caught. And so between, I think in 18 months, she stole $350,000 to $400,000 from this construction company. Um, wow. And so, yeah. So so this is the story of Kimberly. It's very wow. bad. This is, a, this is a crazy story. I mean, well, one is if the person was, if the people who are hiring them um, listened to some of the red flags that we talked about, <laughs> they would have probably avoided hiring this person. Yeah. Um, and there are some, there are some additional red flags that I see in there. Um, and I think one of them is, you know, if, if you are the person that is running a business, and this is something that I tell a lot of, you know, all of our clients is we run a spin by vendor report so they can see here is how much money we've been paying each of these vendors. And the reason why we run it is because we want them to be able to see, has somebody set up a fake account? You know, because if, if there's a vendor in there that you don't recognize and you're like, exactly. hey, something looks off on this, you can, you'll be able to catch stuff like this. So, I mean, I think the fact that that wasn't being done was a, was, was, a, was a mistake. I mean, that, that, that yeah. was a red flag issue. Um yeah. And then also, I think, you know, depending on the nature of like what her role was, I mean, there should be some limits on like how exactly. much money a person can move between accounts or there should be a, especially if they're, you're talking about making large bank transfers, there should be some type of secondary approval on these payments. Like one person should not be allowed to create vendors and issue payments without somebody else having to yeah. sign off on it. Exactly. Yep. No, I agree. I think that that was actually the red flag I noticed is she had too much control. Like you're the general manager, like, okay, you should be able to maybe issue requests for vendor payments, but you shouldn't be able to write the checks. Like, I think those are some of the kind of like the checks and balances and the controls, like someone should be validating that. Like, for example, even like if it was, Hey, the owner had to sign those checks, right. Where it's like, okay, what is this check for? You have to explain what it is. But I think, you know, sometimes I've, I've noticed, like, I think maybe because business owners who, before they get an accountant, they're used to kind of doing everything from the, you know, by themselves, whether it's, you know, doing payroll and paying vendors and all these things. And so when they hand it over to someone like their bookkeeper, for example, they just assume, oh, well, everything I was doing, like, hey, you know, go ahead and take responsibility for it. But like, no, that is not what it should be. You should not. And I think maybe this is also another red flag. If your accountant is asking you for full access to stuff, that's a problem because especially now because technology, bank accounts, um, a lot of bank accounts allow you, I know Chase for a fact, allows you to add an accountant to your bank account. And this accountant has limited access. They can't make any transfers, all that stuff. They can just see transactions and be able to work what they need. And so I think that's another factor is there really wasn't a checks and balances to make sure that she had control to only what she needed to do her job. And I think in some respects, there wasn't an any oversight in basically validating this because it makes no sense to me that the general manager of the company also has access to the financials and is doing the bookkeeping. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, yeah, for this situation, I think the action item, you know, for <laughs> businesses to avoid finding themselves in this situation yeah. is I think first is going back to the five red flags we share. Number five, what is the pub person's public reputation? Like, yeah. If you do a background check, like this person, 
you know, by the time they got to the third company that they yeah. the last company where they got caught, they had already embezzled money from two other companies. That's so, the other thing I was thinking, Terrell, like if they had called to get a reference from her prior employer. Yeah. And now, I mean, she could have very well made up and said, you know, made up a company or just said she didn't work with this person, but whatever. If they had called and actually understood like, okay, who were you, who was your former employer? They could have probably found out that this person was fired because she probably lied and was like, well, I left to pursue bigger opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, and, and I will say we're not HR experts or legal experts in like what questions you can or can't ask. But I do think doing some type of background check, especially if you're going to hire a person to be an employee within your company, you yep. want to do a full background check. If they're going to be a contractor, a third party, you yeah. definitely want to do some type of, you know, reference check, some type of reputation check. Um, and the thing is, if you can't find anybody to say something good about this person and the quality of their work, they might not be the right person for you. And I think the other thing is a lot of business owners don't know that when it comes down to having a bookkeeper, you don't need to give them unlimited access to your information. You can give them view only access exactly. to where they can view the information that they need. They can update that. And then also the third thing I think is that your bookkeeper, your accountant should be, you know, providing you with some type of spend by vendor summary. So you can see who have we been paying. You can quickly give that 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 list a, a review to say, hey, is there anything in here that looks all for the same thing with employees? is making sure there aren't any fake employees set up in the system just mm -hmm. to make sure that, hey, there isn't any funny business going on. So, wow, I would say is this this tax tea is, is evidence as to why the red flags need to be exactly. paid attention to. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a good one for that. So, yeah, that wraps up our tax tea for the week. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Till next time.